Welcome to Our Lord's Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. Our desire for you as you listen is to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit as we read the scriptures and to be mobilized to actively bring God's kingdom to the earth. For more information on who we are, visit OLCC.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at OLCCOKC. God bless you, Yellow Lad and Dr. Brock and this entire assembly. Amen. Truly, like I said, as the Lord said, uh, the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, uh, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, we have to bring on glad. How many brought your gladness with you? Amen. So truly, we give honor to uh, our Lord's uh, community church family. We give honor to Dr. Bing and, and uh, lovely wife. Let's see your hand. Your, your wife. Okay, very good. Uh, what uh, the other lad did not mention is that uh, we were in the office, and we, I probably shouldn't share this with the congregation. We was in the office bragging about our wives. Amen. All, <laughs> all these beautiful ladies. I like what uh, Sister Constance, uh, First Lady Goldsmith, uh, First Lady Bingaman, all stand. Amen. Look, we're blessed, man. We're blessed. So, congregation, if you see a smile on our face, well, th these are the ladies that's responsible for it. Amen. Amen. I heard one gentleman say that his wife was his best friend and his worst enemy. So, think about that and you'll, uh, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get the gist of it. Amen. Truly, we thank the Lord for, and we're certainly honored and delighted to be here, especially on Palm Sunday. And I was so uh, elated to see the children running around with the palms. Amen. That was, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And it's hard to believe that over 2,000 years ago, where then that's what they were doing, they, uh, uh, they came and they laid palms in the city of Jerusalem, welcoming Jesus, amen, for that triumphant entry into Jerusalem, amen. And I want you to know that as many as received him, uh, that's the key to it, receive him, because everyone did not receive him, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. So we're just thankful uh, for you on today. And I was listening to the, uh, the praise team, and I like that collaboration. Amen. They really did a tremendous job. Amen, Brother Ty. Amen. Thank the Lord for you, and uh, thank the Lord for this church family. And we thank the Lord for those who are from Emmanuel Tabernacle that accompanied us here to be here today. Amen. Because this is really saying something. This is really saying something. Uh, I remember once, uh, one Sunday, we were uh, singing uh, the song, Hosanna. I mean, you know the song? Uh, someone bring me a guitar. I want to. Emmanuel started laughing. They said, you don't want to hear him play no instruments or sing no song. Uh, that's a joke. Amen. That's my dark sense of him. But I remember one Sunday, we were singing the song, Hosanna. And, uh, and this young lady uh, came to me after service, and you got to kind of excuse my vernacular, but she said, uh, a pastor, I don't know who Hosanna was, but she must have been a bad sister. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Hosanna is Hebrew for uh, God saves, amen. But she didn't know, uh, you know, we're just saying Hosanna, and the more we're singing, the happier we're getting. And so she was saying, boy, that must have been a bad girl, amen. But uh, well, we do thank the Lord uh, for you, 
And we thank the Lord for this beautiful, beautiful. You have a very beautiful edifice. Very beautiful pastor, and I thank the Lord for the love and kindness that have been extended uh, to us since we've been here. Amen. So just for a few moments, we'd like to call your attention to two passages of Scripture. And God be our helper, we're going to try to extrapolate a message from these two passages of Scripture that we have for you on today. Um, we will be taking our testimony from the Old Testament, the book of Esther, chapter number 14, and verse 14. And we will be taking our doctrine or our teaching from the New Testament, the book of Colossians, chapter number, uh, chapter number 3, and verses 1 and 2. Amen. Had a brain freeze there. You know, you got to excuse me, you know, every now and then I have these senior moments. Huh? I know after looking at my wife, you're wondering, you know, uh, we've been married, what, 40, 45 years? And, um, and so I'm just going to go ahead and answer the question. I married her when she was eight and I was 12 years old. <laughs> Lord, please forgive me. Let me, give me a pass on that one. That's not true. That's not true. Okay. Uh, but here uh, in the book of Esther, and we will be reading from the NIV version. The scripture reads, for if you remain silent at this time, if there's ever been a time that we need to make some noise as a Christian community, the time is now. Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. New Testament reading, Colossians chapter number three, verses one and two. The scripture reads, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above and not on things of the earth. Bow your heads with me just for a few moments. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you word my mouth that I will be able to effectively communicate truth to your people whom are so great a people. Lord God, we ask that you take us from where we are to where we need to be in you. If there's any sick among us, Lord, we ask that you heal. Any seeking the Holy Ghost, we ask that you feel. Now bless right now, Lord. Be God, be El Shaddai. 
Allow your very presence to fill this sanctuary, Lord Jesus. Have your way right now, and we're careful to give you the honor and give you the praise. In the matchless name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for it. Amen, amen, amen. And just for a few moments, we'd like to use the sub subject, rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, which means second law, it really wasn't the second law, but it was reaffirming the second, reaffirming the first law to the second generation. It says, he would make us the head and not the tail. We shall be above only and not beneath if we pay attention to his commandments. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be the head than the tail. Amen. I'd rather be the lender than the borrower. Is that all right? And we find that this promise is fulfilled time and time again throughout the Bible. Uh, can I get a couple of amens in the house? Amen. All right. That's all right. I, I brought a few up with me in here. So the gist of this text or this scripture lesson text is letting us know that problems are not so bad when we are on top of them. Uh, being a child of God is not going to exempt us from any problems. The Lord didn't say we would not have any problems, but he did promise us that he would never leave us nor forsake us and would be with us always, even to the end of the world. What a mighty God we serve. Esther, Esther is the last of the historical books of the Old Testament. According to biblical hermeneutics, the study or interpretation of scripture, uh, you can find Jesus portrayed in every book of the Bible. It is said that Esther portrays Jesus Christ as our advocate. Our helper, uh, he has our back. But then when we go to the New Testament in Colossians, it portrays Jesus Christ as our life and our headship. In our story, where we're going to be drawing our testimony from, Esther is an interesting book because although God's name is not mentioned, we can find God in every chapter. I mentioned once that I'd given the invocation for the Thunder as well as the, the team that's from Louisiana. I can't even come recall it at this time. But someone asked me, they said, well, uh, Bishop, I noticed that you didn't mention the term Jesus. But I told them because of the various religious organizations there, we could not mention the term Jesus, but we could mention Jesus. We know that everybody don't know who he is, but I was still calling on the name of the Lord. And this is what was happening in the book of Esther. It, it is believed uh, because the book was written during the Persian Empire that in order to pass through the Persian censor, they eliminated the name of Jesus, but they did not eliminate his presence. Uh, can I get a witness up in here? Remember, they tried to, tried to do the same thing with Jesus Christ. 
In Acts chapter number 5, the, in the book of Acts, the only historical book of the New Testament, we find that they, in the fifth chapter that they called Jesus before the Sanhedrin court, and the high priest said, didn't we straightly command that you should not teach or preach in his name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with his doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now, we that know the Lord realize that the blood is in the name. And when we call on the name of Jesus, where then we are pleading the blood. Why the mighty God we serve. And the apostles rose to the occasion because the Bible said that Peter and the rest of the apostles answered and said, we are to obey God rather than man. Remember, we're talking about rising to the occasion. On June the 25th, 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court declared school, uh, 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 school prayer was unconstitutional because they violated the First Amendment. But we know that we rose to the occasion because after that, prayer meetings was caused in all the schools, not by the teachers, but by the students. What a mighty God we serve. And then we found out, then we find that schools, Christian schools, begin to start uh, surfacing all over the place simply because when the adversary tried to close us down, well, then we rose to the occasion. What a mighty God we serve. Now, I want you to know that uh, there was a, a lot of smart people during Esther's time. And uh, Esther was pretty, but I'm sure she wasn't. There was many that was prettier than Esther. We need to understand that Esther was not born in royalty, but she certainly rose to the occasion. Can I get a witness? Esther didn't just become queen because she won a beauty pageant. We need to understand that there were some wonderful things about Esther. And I want you to know Esther somehow got God's attention. And it wasn't just because of her natural beauty. God is not necessarily looking for athletes. He's not looking for beauty pageant winners. He's not even looking for evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I want you to know, but the Lord is looking for worshipers. I said the Lord is looking for worshipers. The Bible said the day should come and now is when the true worshipers should worship him in spirit and in truth. And the Lord seeketh such to worship him. Do we have any worshipers in the house? Oh, what a mighty God that we serve. Uh, as we go through our text, we find out some things about Sister Esther. In the second chapter, verse number 17, we find out that Esther was a worshiper. The Bible say that she worshiped the Lord. In chapter number 4 and verse 16, we find that Esther called for prayer and fasting. And we need to understand that if it was needful then, it's needful now. Notice that Esther said, I need God to assist me in this dangerous mission that I'm going on. And she asked her uncle Mordecai, I need you to pray for me and I need you to fast. And we will fast and we will pray also. And she rose to the occasion. I'm reminded what Jesus said in chapter number 17 and around verse 21 of Matthew's gospel. He said on one occasion, this kind only come out through prayer and fasting. 
So we need to really examine ourselves when we say that we have tried everything. And I'm here to tell you that if you have not tried prayer and fasting, you haven't tried everything. Because there are some kind that will only come out through prayer and through fasting. What a mighty God we serve. I got to do something with my hands. You don't mind me if I hold my mic. Okay. So uh, here we find that even as queen, it did not exempt her from her challenges. It did not exempt her from the threat of Haman's gallows. But I'm here to tell you, it did deliver her. I'm reminded what it says in 1 Peter chapter number 4 and verse 12. He said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which you have been tried. Hallelujah. As though some strange thing happened to you. So in other words, uh, the godly will suffer persecution. We will go through something. But I'm here to tell you that if we didn't have any problems, we never would have known that God could solve them. And we never would have known what faith in this life could do. This book should encourage us that when we see how God was working behind the scenes with Esther, where we should know that God is working behind the scenes with us. This power is to be sought in prayer and to be acted out in faith. We need to understand, according to Romans, uh, hallelujah, that every man God has given us a measure of faith. Am I right about it? What a mighty God we serve. Because we realize that without faith, we would not be able to accomplish many of the things that we have accomplished today. But, I, but there is a difference between the faith of a believer and the faith of an unbeliever. The faith of a believer is a faith that has been uh, connected with the faith of God. Hallelujah. And then when we connect our faith with the faith of God, well, I'm here to tell you that it will bring forth ability and power that we did not know that we had. What a mighty God we serve. Let me deal with the etymology of the word rise just for a few moments. We need to understand that rise is an intrinsic verb and an intentional act to get up or to assume upright a position. The Bible say that Job was a perfect and upright man that feared God and eschewed evil. Ah, and when we talk about the word occasion, uh, bear with me, we come and bring this thing together. Occasion means a favorable opportunity to make a special effort that is required to successfully deal with a difficult situation. So we need to understand that God have endowed within us the power to rise to the occasion. What a mighty God we serve. As long as there are armies, as long as there are weapons, as long as there are enemies, there will be wars and rumors of wars. But don't be discouraged because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. We need to understand that our might is not in weapons, but our might is in worship. Do we have any worshipers in here? Hallelujah. It's not in firepower, but it is in God power. What a mighty God we serve. I'm reminded what Isaiah said in 54 and 17. He said, no weapon that is formed against you should prosper, and every tongue that should rise against you in judgment, we would be able to condemn it. In other words, the Lord wants us to know that we can rise to the occasion. 
Rise to the occasion means that we are doing what is necessary to successfully overcome any difficult or challenging situation. What a mighty God we serve. It was the Apostle Paul that said we can do all things for a moment. They said, sound like Paul is trying to get the big head. Huh? But he said, no, we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm here today because I have obtained some help that come from the Lord. And I'm not saying came from the Lord because it's still coming now. What a mighty God we serve. Now, as I hurry through this text, um, there are three things God does to strengthen us. First, we must remember that God does something in us. He fills us with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, secondly, God does something for us. The Bible said that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Thirdly, God does something through us. Here it go. And this is where we rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. We need to understand, brothers and sisters, that there are untold power and blessings for us in heaven. I'm reminded what the scripture says. It said, eyes have not seen, nor have ears heard, neither have it in it in the heart of man the things that God have in store for them that love him. But it's been revealed to us by his spirit. What a mighty God we serve. We need to understand that God will give us revolutionary knowledge. Hallelujah. He can give us revelation, knowledge. What a mighty God we serve. And we need to understand that with the knowledge of God, we can do all things but fail. But I'm here to tell you, the Holy Ghost, do not stop with knowledge. He also give us ability. For the Bible said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost have come upon you. Uh, turn to your neighbor and tell them, rise to the occasion. What a mighty God we serve. Uh, you need brothers and sisters to understand uh, that it is the power of the heavenly life. It is the power of God's own spirit uh, that waits for us to rise to the occasion. Uh, those who have the heavenly power can move heaven down. I'm reminded there's too many people that's waiting on God, and God told me to tell you on my way to heaven, he's waiting on you. Because the Bible says uh, that whatsoever you bind on this earth uh, will be bound in heaven, uh, and whatsoever you loose on this earth uh, will be loosed in heaven. Uh, we need to understand that we have the keys uh, there's too many folks saying, God, I need you to get the devil out of my life. I need you to get the devil out of my finances. I need you to get the devil out of my spouse. I need you to get the devil out of my children. But I'm here to tell you, God is saying, hallelujah, I've delegated that authority to you. When I gave you the power, I gave you the power 
to cast our devils. We need to understand that we're not going to make any progress in God until we get the devil out the way. We cannot compromise with the devil. We cannot tell the devil, well, you stay on the second floor and I'll stay on the first floor because the devil will pull a creep every time. You'll see him creeping downstairs, but we got to cast him out. The songwriter said, don't let the devil ride. If you let him ride, he's going to drive, so don't let the devil ride. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seeing you give me. You give me a making me get a little too happy here today. So we need to understand that this power will make us a blessing to men and make us fit to do any work and to face any danger. Tell somebody rise to the occasion. Hallelujah. I want you to know that we can defy all the powers of the world, conquer the world for Christ. All we have to do is rise to the occasion. We cannot allow our thoughts to be filtered through our experiences in this world and compromise our ability to think from heaven because the Bible say, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that we will be able to prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of the Lord is. What a mighty God that we serve. So as I hurry through this text, we must understand how we perceive God sets the foundation for how we see ourselves and how we see our world environment. God does not see us according to our shortcomings and our past mistakes. Hallelujah. You see, since then, we have been raised with Christ, and now let us set our hearts on things above and not on things of this earth. Hallelujah, there's too many folk judging us the way we used to be, but hallelujah, we have moved away from that a long time ago. We need to understand that the life that I now live, I live by the power of God, and my life is hidden in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So this means, uh, this gives us a different perspective huh, on our lives here on earth. Huh? Uh, hallelujah. When we look at life from God's perspective, huh, well, then we can rise to the occasion. Huh? Now, going back to our text, huh, and I'm about to close. Hallelujah. Huh? But can I say a few more things before I back out of here? Huh? I want you to understand that Esther found her pulpit. Huh? And the question is, have you found yours? Huh? What a mighty God we serve. A pulpit is just a platform. Your platform may not be a pulpit. Esther's was the palace. Yours may be the home. Yours may be the school. Yours may be on the job at the workplace. Your platform or your pulpit may be your community. It may be politics. It may be a profession or it may be a ministry or a business. What a mighty God we serve. But some pulpits don't resemble the usual ministry. So we have to be open to what God is doing for us. 
I looked at your ingenuity. I looked at your creativity. And I noticed that you had the little children running around with the palms. I'm here to tell you that that's an impression that have been made in their hearts that's going to stay with them years from now. They're going to tell us hallelujah. I remember when Dr. Brock had us running around with the palms. I didn't know the full ramification of it at that time, but now it became a reality. So your pulpit may not be in the church, but I want to serve you. Notice that it must include the church. Somebody needs to say thank you. Hallelujah. It was the thought of the church. It was the thought of the kingdom of God and the glory that possessed the disciples. And it must possess us as well to rise to the occasion like Esther. Hallelujah. We need to say, Lord, I ask you to open up my eyes. What a mighty God we serve. And I want you to open my heart to the needs of around us in and out the church. I'm talking about rising to the occasion. Hallelujah. As I bring this message to a close, second close, hallelujah. You're going to have to understand my culture. I was in, I was in Nevada, and, and my district elder said, Bishop, uh, you know, uh, 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 preachers say they're going to close, and they, and they have about three clothes. And she said, well, I just have one. I said, Dr. Powell, I know you have one, but your one closing is longer than all three of mine. Hallelujah. So this is the second close. What a mighty God we serve. So we need to understand that we live in a culture whose passion for God has been polluted by worldliness, by materialism, and by racism. You need to stay with me here. A culture of social injustice. Police brutality. A culture polluted by drugs, alcohol, porn, and two-faced Christians, what a mighty God we serve. Uh, we live in a culture where uh, too often commitment uh, have been replaced with complacency uh, and complacency have been replaced uh, with compromise. Oh, hallelujah. But the Lord told me to tell you on my way to heaven uh, for the second time, uh, thank you, Jesus, uh, that we can rise uh, to the occasion. Uh, we do not have to give in to bachelorism. We do not have to give in to hesitation. We do not have to give in to intimidation. We do not have to give in to rationalization. We do not have to give in to paralyzation or trepidation. But we can rise to the occasion. Can I get a witness up in here? There it close. Somebody say, oh, this is the real one now. Three is God's complete number most of the time. But I want you to understand, brothers and sisters, this time for us to rise to the occasion. Bishop Goldsmith, how do we rise to the occasion? Well, we rise to the occasion by choosing loyalty of God over man. We rise to the occasion by using connections. Thank you, Dr. Brock, over isolation and rise to the occasion and choosing the character of Christ, oh, hallelujah, over comfort. What a mighty God we serve. I'm talking about rising to the occasion. We need to choose God's people over ourselves. 
Hallelujah. Speaking up about Christ over remaining silent. Hallelujah. It was Jeremiah that said, he said, well, the word of God has became a reproach to me. I wish I had about 50 folk that have ran into a situation where that you were trying to do good and seemed like evil came upon you. And Jeremiah said, I made it up in my heart that I'm not going to preach this thing any longer. But he came up with the testimony. He said, God's word was like a fire shut up in my bones and I could not contain her. So we're going to rise to the occasion. We're going to hear and obey the voice of God's spirit over that of the flesh. Rise to the occasion. That means we can believe the incredible and achieve the impossible for every problem. We need to know Dr. Brock said there is a solution. We need to know for every sickness, there is healing. Hallelujah. Do we have any believers in the house? We need to know for every sorrow, God has given us compassion. And for every sin, you can find forgiveness. I want you to know that it's been a long, dark winter. But spring have came forth. I want you to know that we've been through a trying time. We've been through COVID-19. We've been locked in. And I want you to know I love my wife. She's a beautiful woman. But after you've been locked in the house with her for about three or four months, hallelujah, she started walling at me. And I started walling at her. All of a sudden, I said, you know, you chew kind of ugly. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But I want you to know that spring has arrived. Hallelujah. Now the trees are beginning to bud. The grass is turning green. That praise that you had suppressed, now you can let it go forth. It's time for us to spring forward. We need to understand that no matter how dry the earth may be, at the center rain, I said at the center rain, I wish somebody would say, I smell rain. At the center rain, where then the grass begin to turn green, the flowers begin to bud. I smell rain. I feel that the best is yet to come. I feel that God is not through with us. I thought uh, last chapter uh, wasn't my, uh, that was going to be my end, uh, but I'm finding out uh, that God uh, wrote me uh, another part in chapter 2. Uh, I'm reminded, I was watching a, a TV series, uh, and the gentleman said, well, uh, they had me in there just for one chapter, uh, and I did so well. Uh, then I appeared in the next chapter. Uh, so I don't know about you, uh, how many know that God is still writing? Uh, the God, hallelujah, is still writing. Uh, you still have a praise in you. Uh, you still have worship in you. Uh, you still have the love of God in you. Oh, Lord, it's time for me to go to my southern moan. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, I died on Calvary. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, then he brought me out. I can dance. I can dance. I can dance. 
I can dance, dance all morning. So as I bring this message to a close, last close, cut it off, Bishop. Thank you, Jesus. We need to give God our best praise. Your praise should not depend upon how you feel. Your praise should not depend upon how much money you have in the bank. Your praise should not depend upon whether mama's giving you some sugar or not, or whether your children is acting right. But your praise should be based upon God. And just for about 30 seconds, I want you to get your mind on Jesus. Tell your neighbor, you can wait here if you want to, but I'm going to meet him. I'm going to send my praises up because when the praises go up, the blessings will come down. God said, give me something to get into your situation. Give me a praise. Hallelujah. And at the count of three, we're going to give God the best praise. Tell your neighbor, you can be quiet if you want to, but God has been too good to me. I'm living through stuff that other folks have died from. So at the count of three, let's give the Lord the best praise. Here we go. One, two, three. Give him some That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Giving God some praise. That's what they was doing on Palm Sunday. They was giving God the praise. So we thank the Lord for you. Amen. But I want you to know that God wants us to have some skin in the game. Amen. We're going to have to rise to the occasion. Amen. Rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion uh, may mean giving more in the time when we are, uh, the economy is down. Giving more, arising to the occasion, will mean forgiving one another when you have grounds to hold animosity. Rise to the occasion mean leaving your comfort zone. Amen. I don't want you giving Dr. Brock a hard time saying you brought that, that wild preacher in here. And you brought, you brought. So you brought some wildness in the house. Amen. When God saved me, when God delivered me, all of the old man didn't die. There are certain things in your life that God wants to bring to your new life. Paul made havoc of the church, but he used the same zeal when he got saved to build the church. I don't want you to do like my colleague said, uh, Dr. Roberts, California. He said back in 1974, they buried Robert Douglas in the water, and Jesus' name is buried. He said he died, but I want you to know Pookie was just under the water holding his breath. And every now and then, Pookie will rise up. But when he rise up, you got to talk him down. Lady Go, you may have to tell me sometime, uh, Bishop, that's Pookie. You need to put Pookie back. <laughs> 
So rise to the occasion. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, rise to the occasion. What occasion? You know that occasion, whatever the occasion is. God bless you. We trust and we hope that we have said something to encourage your heart. We trust and hope that you may not be there now, but you can say, I feel a little bit stronger. I feel a little bit wiser. I feel a little more bolder than I was when I first believed. Let us pray at this time. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are acknowledging you in all of our ways and looking to you to direct our path. Lord, we openly acknowledge that we may not be all that we need to be. But we thank you, Lord, that we're not what we used to be. I feel myself getting a little bit better. I feel my spirit getting a little freer. I feel myself praising you more. I feel myself in your word more. And I know if I can get more of you in me, that whatever the occasion be, I'll be able to rise to it. So, Lord, we ask you bless us individually as well as collectively. Bless every family that is represented here, every person in every cause. And we're careful to give you the honor and give you the praise. Rise to the occasion. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, rise to the occasion. Turn you back into the hands of our pastor. Amen. Dr. Brock. Amen. That's part, that's part one. Uh, what do you think? Should we have the bishop back? Should we have Emmanuel Tabernacle back? Yeah. You hear that, right? You hear that. This is the beginning of a new friendship. And I do, I just, I think the Lord wants to open heaven over our region. And this is part of it. Right? We worship him. We come together. We plug our ears to all the other voices and we just say, Lord, we're going to worship you together. So I am deeply honored. Would you two mind coming up and just praying? Lady Goldsmith, I want to ask you to come up and say a prayer, even for our region. I just think the Lord's in the room today, but I think God is up to something big because he's God. And so I don't know how you do it at your church, but I would just love for you to pray that God will open heaven over our city and over our region. Will you do that? With uplifted hands. Father, we come to you and we ask that you will open the floodgates of heaven. Oh, and, and rain on your people. Lord God, bring us together. Allow us to connect, oh, in the way that you would have us to. Help us, Lord God, to appreciate you. Help us to adore you. Allow us to worship you in spirit 
and angels. Lord, as you bless on Northwestern, we ask you to bless on North Portland. Allow your spirit to always be in this place. Allow individuals to come in that you would have to be here. And Lord God, we appreciate you because you loved us when we didn't love ourselves. When we couldn't stand the very sight of our own being, you said, I love you, daughter. I love you, son. And Lord God, we thank you for this fellowship. We thank you for the love that we feel from this congregation. We thank you for the invitation. We thank you for the first lady of this congregation. We thank you for the pastor. We ask that you will continue to allow us to be the example that you would have us to be. And we pray for the nation as a whole. And we thank you for the release and the breakthrough that we have already received. In Jesus' name, we love you for life. Amen.